Alright guys, I am back with Carl Thomas from TripleXChurch.com and we have a different topic of sorts that is close to my heart in the sense that it's going to top, touch on the topic of relational ministry. I think that church technology is great at uh, being able to sit behind a, a soundboard, do everything, and be completely invisible inside of a church. And I don't think that that's what ministry's for. Every other ministry, whether it's the mom's group or uh, youth ministry, the senior ministry, even even if it's just a compassion pastor that goes to hospitals, they are going and visiting and being relational with people. And so I don't think that church tech ministry should be a standoff approach. And so I would love to start this discussion with how can we use pornography and the subject matter in the church to be able to make church technology a relational ministry of interacting with the leadership staff as well as the congregation, the members, whether it's in the youth group or in the men's Bible study or stuff like that, that we can be able to engage well with the congregation relationally and be able to still make an impact in our area of expertise. Uh, Carl, what do you think are some of the things that if I am on a church tech team, whether I'm a volunteer or a staff person, that I could interact with the leadership, with the congregation, and be able to have those conversations with people relationally that our ministry could provide for a whole church. What are what are some thoughts on, specifically on the topic of pornography? Yeah, I mean, um, well, first of all, I mean, we offer this, you know, with X3 Watch. I know there's, I don't know the link off the top of my head. You can go to x3watch.com, but I know we have some sort of church program that, pastors can take advantage of or we also have an affiliates program which um, coming out which churches can take advantage of where basically they can offer x3 watch on their website and uh get an either discounted rate or hmm. or uh, or make you know or actually uh basically pass it along for the same cost but then they get some money to fund their ministry hmm. so yeah that's the church's choice we don't really care you know however they want to do it is up to them yeah so I think, like, on a staff level, again, I personally, if I, if, if it was my church, I would, I would insist that there be accountability software, you know, and filtering, I think, would be the best thing, but, you know, at the minimum, accountability software on, on any device, you mm. know, that's connected to a staff member or a leader, uh, strictly because of the fact that chances are there's people on your staff that are going to have an issue. And sure. I don't want to say uncover it, but if you don't talk about that at some point, it can get really ugly. Yeah. So if the guy who's running your tech team is a raving porn addict, it might not, you might not see it affecting his job because you don't know about it, but eventually it could be something that could have really severe repercussions on your church. So, you know, it's not the, sometimes when people hear accountability and accountability software, they think big brother because I think they have the wrong view of accountability in general. Like mm-hmm. You see accountability as a policeman where we're looking to crack down on you about things. And accountability is really not about that. Good accountability is about just saying, hey, listen, we're all agreeing that we're going to live in the open here and talk about things and not be afraid to talk about things and not be ashamed to talk about things. And yeah, chances are if you try to instill accountability software across your entire church staff and there's a couple guys on staff that have problems, they're probably going to have a problem with that policy. Um, And then you're going to have to have that talk. But, you know, it's good to have that from day one. So they know, hey, listen, I'm coming into an open atmosphere where we're going to talk about this stuff. And, and, uh, 
I think I I personally think that's one of the biggest issues with Christianity or the church, if you will, in general, is just this inability for us to like really just talk about anything. Yeah. And just to be able to, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's not that's not really appropriate subject matter for small group. Yeah. It's like, why not? You know, it's it's something that I'm dealing with in my life. Why can't we talk about it? You know, and unfortunately, you have all these groups that are catering to a certain demographic or a certain need or a certain thing, and I think they're good in the, you know, I think it's good to have specialized groups, but at the same time, there is that little double whammy where it also kind of sends this kind of, uh, you know, unspoken message that, hey, you can only talk about that here, you can't talk about that there. Mm. And uh, that's not our, that's not our goal or our hope or our belief. But at the same time, we understand that that's kind of the culture you're walking into 99% of the time. So if you have guys that are having issues or struggling, um, they need an avenue where they can talk about it. Uh, so if you have to have a, a specialized group, then you need to do that. So, sure. Um, but anyway, I thought, you know, back to the original. Yeah, on a staff level, I think just the more open the dialogue, the more accountable the staff, I think the better it's going to be for everyone. Um, because then when things come up that are kind of gray, you can hash that out before they become big whopping problems. Sure. Um, in terms of like how you interact with the congregation, I mean, again, it's one of those things where I think sometimes you got to think really creatively in terms of like, well, what, what can, how can we use technology to help our church members mm -hmm. you know, in, in a specific thing? So, one thing I can give you an example of is like our X3 Groups program, which is our online recovery groups program. Uh, we came out with a local version. Now, a lot of churches have not jumped on it yet, uh, I think because it's, the whole idea is kind of new to them. But it's basically we took what works online and we made it available and download for a local church and we added a bunch of stuff to it. So one of the things, like for instance, we added to it was like, we give the church pre-done, professionally recorded, thirty-second. Uh, no, I'm sorry, two, two to two and a half minute, basically commercials that they mm. can run during their church news, which talks about the new group they have coming out and how you can, you know, why we're doing this and why we think it's great for you to join, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and uh, we also give them like all the, you know, all the printing and everything, so it makes their, so it makes for basically producing the stuff super easy the design team doesn't have to spend a ton of time on it sure it's like kind of out of the box but you know we give we try to give them all the media resources we can for this product because we figure like the more stuff you have out there if you have business cards or, or you have pamphlets or flyers or you have videos in church like you're basically saying to the church hey listen we're not afraid to kind of put resources out like this and talk about this in really in a really open way and you know we're saying this because we want you to understand that this is not something that we need that you need to keep hitting like we want to talk about this so we're we're you know making all these resources available to you um so so that way you can see that the leadership thinks this way and, and like you know this is the culture of the church like we're not we're not a church that says hus hus on certain topics and um one of the questions I've had from a few churches when they looked at the program and said, "Well, how do you register? You know, how do you do registration?" 
because, I mean, let's be honest, you have a guy who's struggling with pornography and he doesn't really know, like, he doesn't want to call up the church office and tell him, you know? So it's like, how do you sign up for a group? And that's an area where we say, hey, let's go back to using technology here to make this process easy but very effective. So use it, use an online registration, you know, where it's basically anonymous and people can sign on and they sign up and then they get a confirmation email from the one person that's actually handling that ministry and yeah. then they can get plugged in. And it makes it easy for the guy to join because he doesn't feel like everybody in the church is going to know his business. Sure. But at the same time, you know, you're ministering to the guy because now you're giving him the ability to plug in to something that he really needs in his life. Yeah. The way that I'm taking everything that you're saying and constructing it in my mind is the church tech team, if we want to move to a relational model, is maybe they should become, the con- as you kind of said, the content experts on um, uh, interacting it with people that want to stop looking at pornography. And that might be that they are they just know how to install and run the software, just like you said. But one thing that jumped into my mind is maybe they're also so knowledgeable that when the youth ministry pastor comes to you and says, hey, this is something we want to eventually talk about, they could have a meeting with the parents on a special night before youth ministry or after where they sit down with them and say, here's some questions you should ask. Here's some ways that you can prevent as well as um, follow up with if something happens if they do see pornography that they could probably be the person the go-to person that can champion this cause and so the pastors are still pastoring they're still interacting they're still having those one-on-one meetings or uh, conversations with married people that are struggling but the the point person for this just like you're saying that's running the software maybe even buying the software for the congregation members just to hand out because I know that's a barrier is, oh, it costs money. Well, I'm not going to do it. What if the church bought the software for you guys or for the congregation and passed it out? And so they are the ones that understand how the software works, can explain it to everybody, but then also can talk about the other side of things of how to have those conversations with your kids, how to talk with your wife or your spouse about it, point them to the accountability group. I love that idea of just the church tech person could be the point person in a relational ministry that's interacting with the whole congregation, empowering, equipping, and encouraging all of them to stick, take a stand for themselves, but also just to be able to find support and encouragement in that process too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say with the technology, I think the biggest thing is like you said, when you say point person, I don't, I personally wouldn't want to see a tech guy weighed down with, like, the responsibilities sure. of, of, like, for instance, um, software. You know, like, yeah, it's a tech thing, yeah. but I don't want to see – I, I don't think any church is going to want their staff, like, being weighed down with tech questions regarding XD Watch's newest patch. Yeah. Um, but they – but I – where I think that your know, technology team could be really – critical and be super important in terms of ministering to congregations like i said just kind of being that that expert in terms of knowing where where to point people uh whether it's for answers or resources or suggestions in terms of like how do i do this better so um one thing like i've done in a couple talks is like uh and 
it was we do a texting Q and A, you know, with a Google Voice number, and uh, you know it's great because you're dealing with like even parents, but you're dealing with kids, and it's like, hey, listen, if you want to ask me a question, just text it in. I don't know who you are, mm. and uh, that's a great way to get like you want to have like a a good talk with your youth group about sex and porn and stuff like that. Trust me. There's a ton of people in that audience that have a ton of questions, but they don't want to raise their hand and ask it because they're going to help themselves. Um, but offering like a, uh, you know, getting a Google Voice number, setting it up on your iPad so you can have texting Q and A, like it enables people in the audience to all participate more, and you're going to get a lot more questions stimulated and get a lot more great talk going without making people feel uncomfortable about it. So uh, yeah. just. Yeah, I really think that's the that's the key is just being that being that go-to person. So when the church is like, "Hey, we want to we want to do this," like you know, a recovery group. Yeah, hey, we want to roll out a recovery group. What, yeah. What do you What do you think the best way to do this is? Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe you go with this curriculum or this this model. You know, go go to extragroups.com forward slash local and see what they offer and. Um, you know, we set up registration this way, and uh, we can allow people to install X3, you know, download X3 Pure for a, a very nominal fee because it comes included in the package, and kind of understanding the ins and outs of the whole process. And you know, they can go to a church and say, "Hey, this is a really effective way of doing it. Here's here's commercials. We can run them in this sequence, so it, uh, so it you know makes for a better launch. Um, maybe we sh- we would." give you input that maybe we need to talk about this in a message or two so we can kind of bring the surface bring it to a surface maybe we need to have a blog or two on the on the church website over the next or more than a couple blogs really maybe we need to have a couple blogs here and there over over the next few weeks where we're talking about sex and porn so it's not so it's not like we're just coming out of left field Mm -hmm. with this topic but like it's like hey yeah we've been talking about this for a month now and here's what we want to do about it um yeah i think they can be real, you know, have a real impact there. Yeah, I love it. The ideas are definitely stirring now. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us for the podcast. Hey, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. If you guys want to check out Triple X Church, it's xxxchurch.com. You can go there, find all the software, find the groups he's talking about. Uh, I would highly encourage if you are part of a church tech team, go join them, go look at some of the information, especially you had said iParent. Is that the actual website, iParent? Yeah, I, I, iParent.tv. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, that's for technology. That's great because that's one of the things, honestly, where that's a good. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good thing where you could, a tech person, for could go there, maybe subscribe himself, but didn't have access to his content, which then you could pass on to the youth pastor and say, hey, like you know, here's some stuff that you can talk about. You know, here's some, here's a really good take on Tumblr and why it might not be good for you at this age and, and that type of thing. So, um, I yeah, love it. That, that could be really helpful. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, my pleasure, man. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Level Up podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to us on iTunes. 